0: Screen for go, they're racing, he says go, he says ta and Tiger Tara roars away from them on the home turn, here comes another big boil over, equine athleticism at its best, the king is in the castle, once more. this is in one race, the rest are almost in another post. she is a star, with a capital S, it's going to be a triple treat, a miracle three peeps. Ladies and gentlemen, you have witnessed history here at Menangle, what about that? It's getting right up on the sprint lane and it's going to bolt in.
1: Good morning, welcome to another episode of the Sprint Lane Podcast live from Tabcorp Park Manangle, In the queen of Tabcorp Park Menangle, Jess Watkins <laughs> is next to me, Good day, Jess. Hello
2: Paul, how
1: are you? Lovely to be next to you again. Hey Freddie, the king, <laughs> the king of um, Tabcorp Park Manangle, and with... Good
0: reason, given the week that he's just had, Jess.
2: Definitely, I'm sure he's on a yes. heaven on high. That's yes. for sure. <laughs> Welcome, Freddie.
0: Yeah, good day, uh, Paul and Jess. Yeah, no, a big week, and uh, of course started with the pacing for Pink High Tea on on Tuesday, and then uh, the week uh, finalised for me with a win by uh, Heaven on High, the little champion that he is. Yeah, we'll get into
1: that. And if we're going to throw around coronations and uh, and some sort of uh, monarchical titles, I don't know what, what do we throw at Morris Loke? Oh, uh, he is the Prince of the Paceway. Oh, yes. G'day, Morris. Great to have you on the show, mate.
3: Great to be here. Thank we're, you.
1: We're obviously neighbours in the, in the headquarters office there at Bankstown, and we've dragged him out to, out here to Menangle to, to tell us all about the great work that he does. Um, wonderful to have you. Um, such a, a storied history through the equine industry not just in our code but in the gallops as well can't wait to pour some time into it uh must
0: be nice to get your feet out from under the desk as well mate
3: that's nice i don't (laughs) often get to go out that much but uh, that's great
0: i'm just glad last week or two weeks ago we had will rixon who he was still taller than
2: he was still (laughs) taller (laughs) than me on a chair
0: i'm nearly as tall as morris i feel so much happier
1: today yeah yeah and we've had um yeah so we we did offer morris the chair but then we were worried about the stag the stag at height but thank um, you yeah gee good week hey Jess, well done on pacing for pink last week. I did pop my head up there. I gate crashed your party for about five minutes. Gee, it was great to see.
2: Thank you so much, yeah. It was a wonderful afternoon and guests really looked to be enjoying themselves. Everyone got into the spirit. There was definitely, a, I think, a, a sea of pink instead of mm. just a splash, which was great to see. And. Of course, Freddie, Cassie Fahey and Brittany Graham really helped to make the afternoon just a success.
1: Maurice, I guess a reflection from you. I mean, I I know you weren't there for Pacing for Pink, but it's another example of the great things that the harness racing industry does, isn't it?
3: It is, definitely. uh, We we tend to get around people and support them when they need it most, and it's another great example of that.
1: Yeah, all right. Hey, uh, the racing was great. Um, How about we get into it, eh? Because we've had another great week of racing. Uh, So, if we kick it off... Heaven on high, Freddie. Heaven on high.
0: See, anyone, would think it was me <laughs> running the race. <laughs> it was a good win. Yeah. Uh, he, he. Uh, at the back of 2,300, got home in 26 and a fraction, and Jack Trainer said it was... And Jack's driven him all five wins. He's now won four Metro races, which you pinch yourself, you know, to have a horse that's won four on a Saturday night. Uh, but Jack's driven him in all of his five wins and said that was by far his best performance. Uh, what I liked about it was the way he accelerated, and uh, I can always remember the great race callers like Ian Craig and John Tapp saying a mark of a a nice horse is when they've got a little turn of foot, when when they're called upon that acceleration, Um, and he actually, when asked for the effort, accelerated, so very happy with him, and he's uh, racing again this Saturday night, tougher tougher race.
1: Yeah, Morris, we're going to get into your background as a a former elite jockey um, around the Australian circuit. You've come at that type of story from the jockey's perspective and the person responsible for getting the horse across the line. Freddie's coming at it from an owner's perspective. What's that like for the person responsible for getting the horse to that victory to then have an owner just be so Who's happy? Who's calling it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, What's that like?
3: Well, it's great. and Any winners uh, very much appreciated, but um, the way Freddie described a good horse is exactly right. I've, I've been fortunate to ride a few of them. Uh, and they just do things that others don't. They relax in races. Uh, if you need them to, to, to wake up, they wake up, and then you can put them back to sleep. Mm. And then when you need the ultimate effort, they give it to you.
1: It must be nice to have an owner so happy with the result, like as the person who's been responsible for getting that horse home.
3: Well, they're the ones that put the money into the yeah. industry, so it's very good to see Freddie enjoying the ride. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Hey, um, gee, there was some fast racing Saturday night too. What about Typo? Uh, really fast for Brad Hewitt to win the first 151 flat. Uh, really good performance. South Coast Arden, that was, a, that was a cracking JD Watts memorial, Jess.
2: Yeah, it was. The time-honoured JD Watts. It delivers year in, year out. And I know that I gave a push for South Coast Arden last week. I was really excited to see him come back to Menengal after starting at Bathurst. And didn't he deliver? He went sub 150 and he looks a really, really nice It's He's some course. quality
1: too. I mean, when you when you roll, I know it was close, but to, to roll Spirit St. Louis, I cast no shadow. Obviously, the... You know, the Inter-Dominion champion artillery was so good the week before and we saw what, what power and speed and, um, you know, that Chris Geary was able to get out of, out of artillery and, of course, Bondi lockdown. Quick reflection on that, Freddie. What do we make? 13 metres back, what do we make of Bondi lockdown?
0: when he... That's two in a row Yeah, that's now. two in a row, and yeah. I did say you always forgive, a, uh, you know, a good horse uh, for an indifferent run. Now the jury's out. Uh, yeah. I thought, uh, you know, he had pretty much every chance, and, and, and this horse that won the race, South Coast Arden, he raced in New Zealand Cups and against all the very best over in the Shaky Isles, uh, talking to Gavin Fitzpatrick on Sunday on radio. Um, he He's very happy with the horse, and the stable have got you know, big hopes. Yeah. They're, they're they're still. I don't know whether they've made the decision, but as of uh, Sunday, uh, they hadn't quite decided whether they were heading north. But uh, he certainly will acquit himself well wherever they decide to go. Speaking of fast racing, uh,
1: delightful Angel, very good, winning the last for Jared Alchin and Will Rickson, who just continues to go places. Will beat Bravery Kelly, which is you know a big scalp to take down. Um, of course, it was a night where we had the New South Wales Bread Finals. So the two-year-old final was won by uh, love Reshes. Great name for Aaron Goadsby and, and Joshy Gallagher. And what a great night Josh had. Josh also did the steering on uh, No Dramas, who is trained by Troy Primer. Um, Troy's on the line with us. Aloha, Troy. You, you're joining us from Hawaii. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me on. Big
4: thrill to get the Together win on Saturday night.
1: Oh, mate, And then you've gone off and, um, and you... you rocking the the Shuckers over there and uh, where are where are we got you you're at a conference in hawaii so you're on a plane not long after after that that great moment um you know in your racing um career um uh, straight on a plane yeah. uh, i'll bet that plane right yeah was fun. straight on a plane
4: <laughs> uh, all those hobby trainers out there all know we're all going to go to work on monday so <laughs> sunday straight on the plane for a strategic planning conference luckily it was in hawaii a well, lot of worse places we could have it but um yeah, still coming down from Saturday night it was a big thrill and what a, no better place to do it than Hawaii, that's for sure.
1: Where do you mark that result? Well, one of the biggest sort of, you know, I guess, training um, results in your career?
4: Oh, most definitely. I've only had my training license yeah. for a
1: few years. I've mean, trained with dad for sort of 20 years, but
4: my first uh, Metro winner, first Saturday night winner, um, and I've only had sort of a handful of winners, so a huge thrill for me to win a race like that. It was... Um, yeah, it's uh,
1: unbelievable, really. Yeah, um, good performance, Freddie.
0: It was a good performance. She She's a real nice filly. It's lightly raced, Troy. Has there been any issues with her? Like she's she's three, but she's only been to the races six times. She's won four of them. You've done a super job with her, but have there been any issues along the way with her?
4: Not really. She's been um, she's been pretty easy to train. Yeah. She's made me look pretty good, to be honest, Freddie, all the way along. <laughs> but just leading up the Breeders' Challenge last year, she... Um, she just wrenched a joint, and uh, she, she scanned, and it was all fine. And mm-hmm. just on the side of caution, because being old, be trained, you don't get many good ones. So I just tipped her out for three months and brought her up steady, and she's had no in, no injuries or no issues since. But yeah, it was just um, I heard on the side of caution, and she was a little bit below the best one, so I wanted to give her a bit of time to grow and mature. And I guess now's the time to race her.
2: Troy, congratulations on the win on Saturday night. I saw in an article on the trot guide from over the weekend that you're looking towards heading into state with her for a Queensland campaign what are her targets up there
4: um, I'm going to send her up to Queensland I've spoken to Robert Morris he's based up there now but Rob and Lucky Lodge done a bit of work with her I was away for work for three weeks when she was a two year old and they, they um, trialled her and worked for a few weeks and Robbie knows her inside out so you know we'd like to target races like the Redcliffe Oaks and, and sort of go around in the heats of the Queensland Oaks I mean it's a bit of a new experience for me. I sort of haven't had horses good enough to travel in the state, but Robbie thinks she deserves a chance and, you know, he's up there. It's sort of, it's a good opportunity for her to take the next step. And although she led, led on Saturday night, them sort of races she can take a sit and she really is a speedfully rather than a, than a
1: strong one. Is there a story behind the name, mate?
4: Um, well, uh, her mother was, um, it, my, my father bought a great grandmother and, um, I made him breed to fake left and it was no good so dad called her troy's troy's dream as a broodmare, and then i got the next one i raced the mother never ending drama i won seven races with her and she was just a troublesome all the way along and then once i got the drama uh, monica i sort of stuck to it. her older sister's endless drama and she's been an endless drama she's always injured but this filly she's just been you know wonderful all the way along she's been just so easy to train, so the name No Dramas just seemed to fit. Oh,
1: it's a great dream She's great a compact
0: really. little yeah. little filly, isn't she? She's, uh, yeah, looks to be nice and robust, but not a not a big one.
1: No, she's not tall. In
4: fact, she looks bigger on TV than she is, Freddie. She's yeah. uh, she's very muscular and she, she just takes such a large stride for a small filly. But she's only fifteen one, maybe fifteen two, with wow. with bigger
1: shoes on. But no, she's not a big filly. She's well built, but not tall at all. All right, hey, uh, so, Troy, just. To veer away from the horse a little bit, you're in Hawaii for a conference, so and that's all to do with this um, amazing industry that your family has basically developed, isn't it?
4: Yeah, well, um, we've always worked in the gaming industry, and Dad was an agent for aristocrat, and uh, my brother Matt works there. But I work over at Ainsworth, who've been a good sponsor of harness racing. So um, big thanks to our CEO and chairman there. Um, you know, the, the gaming industry and the racing industry sort of go hand in hand, but you know swap machines as they're known around the world they're they um you know they do a lot of good for the community and in registered clubs and i've always worked in the gaming industry i was an accountant by trade but i got out of that as quick as i could and um look it's it's uh there's a lot of great people in it you know clubs and pubs throughout australia um you know it goes hand in hand with the racing industry and i certainly enjoy my time in it and uh yeah it's, it's all over the world now so yeah. I think that len ainsworth turns 100 in july and um you know, he started the whole industry
1: and to think now it's spread right through the world is quite amazing. Yeah, great success story. Well done on that. Um, and, mate, I don't know how you find the time, but we're very, very thankful that you're obviously giving any time that you have available outside of that workspace to to put back into our industry. And my congratulations on the other night. What a, what a great result for someone who clearly is a little bit time poor. Um, you know, those results, are, I think, are overdue for people like yourself who, who are, as you said, you know, are, um yeah, self-anointed hobby trainer.
4: Yeah, yeah. well, big thanks to Harms Racing New South Wales for putting the series on, you know. Uh, us trainers that breed them and look after them and they're, they're not quite up to that top level most of the time, it gives us a real opportunity to race on a Saturday night. So big thanks to HRNSW for creating what's a wonderful series and uh, all the luck to the participants who uh, win the next two over the next couple
1: of months. Good on you, Troy. We wish you the best of luck, Um well, not and today. today,
0: wish him well today because he's yeah. got a runner today. and uh, yes. Endless yeah. drama. Yes. yes.
1: Yeah. you have to tune yeah. in. She'll need it too, Freddie. She'll <laughs> need it too. <laughs> get it on the, get, get yeah. an angle on the big screen for the conference here <laughs> in, uh, in Waikiki. And, yeah? Yeah. Thanks mate, very much for your time. Are you going to be out on the longboard by the end of the day or what's... No chance. I'm standing in the shade. <laughs> <laughs> mate, enjoy, enjoy it. And we'll see you back here safe and sound over the next, uh, next little bit.
4: Thank you. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Cheers, mate.
0: Hey, what a great result, eh? Yeah, good good fella. I actually uh, sat with Troy at a, at a function once. So uh, good fella. And uh, as he said, he alluded, his family are very much involved in the, in the industry. And, um, you know, his, his father Jack through um, both Greyhound Racing and Harness Racing, uh, through administrative roles and the like as well. So uh, good family and uh, good success with a nice little filly. I think she's – he said, you know, he doesn't always get a – hasn't always had a nice one. I think he's got a nice one here, and I think yep. he's looked after it too. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you who else is going all right. The McDowell's.
1: They had a pretty good week last week. Dean and Kerry McDowell uh, had a treble here at Menangle on Tuesday. Great to see Maximus Meridius get the thumbs up. I know you love rolling out that line, Freddie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> obviously a play on, on Russell Crowe and – and uh, was that a, a South Roosters game when he rolled out the thumb? It uh, was, it was, yeah, it was. I yeah think I in was the grandstand. G- yeah, yeah, I, think yeah, I was yeah. at that
0: game about 10 metres away from him when I. Uh, I think it was one of those rare occasions the bunnies thrashed us, yeah. but anyway. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Touchy um, subject. Yes. Maximus Meridius has been a bit of a mm-hmm. naughty boy over, over yep. the early parts of his career, but to see him finally put it together. I walked past Dean and Kerry here on Tuesday, and Colin was around. I was so happy, and it just felt like the hard work had paid off. The time they'd invested into trying to get Maximus Meridius right yeah. had paid off, and then I, I said something to Dean, and he said, you know what, it's the first time I haven't backed it. <laughs> so maybe it was the weight of his money that was that was causing grief. But, uh, yeah, great result, that.
0: Yeah, look, he, he and it would have been frustrating for, for Dean and Kerry given they – knew what he was capable of, that he was pretty much faultless in his trials, but when he came to race day, he, he'd make errors. But on Tuesday last week, he did everything right and showed that he is a very capable trotter.
1: How's that frustration, Morris, when you you got a horse that you know has got talent and just just does those little 1%ers wrong? It must be then... Great joy to see that turn around, like, like we saw here last Tuesday. Yeah,
3: it is most definitely. Uh, it's frustrating at times, uh, but when they put it all together, it's a relief.
1: Yeah. Um, so that was a treble. That I, I hope Dean reversed what he was – you know, he didn't back Maximus. So I hope he then got on, because he, he would have got $21 about Birdie Jones in the last, which would have, you know, probably offset the, the one that he missed out on in the first. But, yeah, great day for the McDowell's, and, of course, Leighton Green with a the treble there. Newcastle on Friday night, so we had – How's this for the future and, and, the, and where we're currently placed with our racing landscape? So Josh Gallagher, double. Will Rickson, double. Um, Jack Callaghan, double. Jack Brown and Tom Ison. that's your card. That's your eight races and the, and the, the, the young men who've, who've delivered on that program. Maurice, you had a lot to do with the, the youngsters and the next generation. That's a great reflection of where our industry is going.
3: It's great. We've got formal training in place now to support them. We've got our uh, welfare programs as well uh, to support them with sports psychologists, similar to what the other industries yeah. do now, or other sporting codes. I think it's, it speaks volumes. Absolutely. So, you know,
1: just when we see that, you know, uh, it, we're, we're a young, man's, young men and women's game.
2: Definitely, we definitely are. So often we're talking about our young participants week in and week out on this show and rightly so, they're getting winners left, right and centre and it really puts Harness Racing in good stead for the future. Yeah,
1: well, bulk of those guys were, were in action and doing well at Newcastle yesterday as well. Tamworth on Thursday, double for Tommy Ison. Here's another name that is young and up and coming and, and, and doing things Amazing, up, particularly up there at Tamworth, Gemma Coney, treble for her. Really, really happy to see her do
3: well.
2: Yeah, Gemma does a great job and she presents herself so well as well. She's more than willing to give her time when she comes down here to Menangle, and great to see her in the winner's circle for a treble.
1: we were at Wagga on Friday, doubles for Peter McRae and Brad Hewitt. we were at Young on Tuesday, Nathan Turnbull, double there. He had a winner at Parks on Friday as well, so pretty good week for, for Nathan. Uh, Jackson Painting, um, sorry, we'll go to Bathurst on Wednesday. Doubles for Nathan Nathan Turnbull again. So what a great week he had. Uh, winners right across the state, uh, particularly in that Western corridor. Jack Trainer went out there and uh, on a rare night, and, and I think he had an early double on that program too. So a yeah, good night for Jack. And then Jackson Painting, he won at Walgo and he had a double at West Wylong on, on Friday. So yeah, you know, these guys are getting getting winners in bulk, Jess. And you know what, Freddie, I can see with his fantasy harness racing team. Well, yeah, little. That's where your points are. You go <laughs> do on that. Yep.
2: I think that's where we've really, really taken note as well, fantasy harness yeah. racing. You've been had to be so strategic with your teams and putting in these drivers from each of the region to help bolster your points and it's definitely paid in dividends if you manage to find them.
1: Absolutely. This is the best- Morris has, um, Morris has kept his calm there. You've <laughs> kept your calm there. We, we try and catch her out each week with that little sting, don't we, Freddie? But, uh, <laughs> Didn't work. Yeah, the best, yeah, been it Been a great week on and off the track. Um, pacing for Pink was certainly outstanding. Jess, what's the best thing you saw this week?
2: Yeah, Penrith on Thursday night. Lucas Booker, 19 years old. He scored his first driving win in the Sulky, and that was aboard his father's horse, OK Gringo. So well done to Lucas there. I'm sure it'll be the first of many for him. Be
0: a proud dad, I
1: would have thought. Freddie?
0: Yeah, he he was. Uh, I was had the uh, perfect view of uh, Anthony, and uh, he was, uh, you know, just punching the air, and he was <laughs> overjoyed. And, 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 yeah, just one of those real proud dad moments. Uh, my, best thing I saw, can't go past Lava Aaron Aaron Gadesby's done a super job with her. She's been to the races 10 times. She's been in top three finishes nine, and the only one time she missed a placing, she's run fourth and still earned money. Um, and she just she's really starting to look like she's it's all switching on for her she's only 2 but she's really starting to mature i think pretty quickly and i think uh, guz has got a, a, a very nice horse on uh, on his hands in love recess for the owners and uh, they celebrate i don't know if you know this paul but there was a photo some photos that were sent to me aaron goadsby has a tradition on the way home going up home he stops and they buy at a, a pizzeria at a pizza place and they buy a pizza to share with all the crew and i'm not kidding it's nearly as big as this table they actually <laughs> photograph each other with the tray the tray that they cook the pizza on and it is massive and i got the obligatory photo of uh, the the, the uh, tray before they cooked the pizza but uh, they were celebrating in style up there so well done that's the best thing i saw Washed not, the, not the, the pizza well they should surely surely, surely. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you drink rushes do you? i was going to say do people still drink oh, they you the know Russia's? what it's it's more popular than you, you realise. Really? I used to drink it. I don't drink it anymore, but um, it's, it's quite popular. I know yeah. a few people that actually drink it. Yeah. Through, the, um, through those uh, yuppie
1: pubs that you're frequenting around in oh, Newtown or something, you Turn is it, it up. I what it is? <laughs>
0: yuppie pub. Off yeah. to the Kings Park Tavern, me.
1: <laughs> well, Morris, there's some great stuff happening on and off the track, isn't there? You know, what's the best thing you saw this week?
3: Well, for me, uh, it's getting the careers market uh, videos back. Um, we're, we're getting on the front foot with advertising the various careers within the harness industry, and we've been out here a couple of weeks ago to Menangal doing the, the videos, uh, and it's all starting to be edited now. Uh, I won't say it's a game changer, but uh, the general public will know we've got an industry once we start airing them.
1: Well, we've got such a broad industry, don't we? And and I know that some of the stuff you've done, you know, we, we've put a spotlight on, on on the work that our veterinarians do. Yes, you know, and and how you know equine welfare is at the forefront. I know that Freddie, you you, um, mm. you know, allowed a camera in while you were calling races, and it's one of the ones that Morris is referring to, and and being able to see the work that you do, so. There's a broad depth and breadth to our industry, and there's opportunities to get involved. We'll get into that with you. I mean, we've got young Aidan sitting not far from us He's here on, on work experience today, and he's here to see that you know that all the opportunities that that can happen. You know what happened yesterday, Jess, here at Menangle, will be very different to what happens today on a race day. You know, um, yeah, we've reflected before the show. Um, Morris, around the work that, say, Owee and the boys do around track preparation. Then there's your line of work. There's your line of work, Jess. You know, so there's so much you can do to invest in our industry and be,
3: be part of it. You're right. It's not just about driving and training. There's a whole industry of people out there supporting the drivers and the trainers and the horses. Yeah, absolutely. All
1: right, Morris, it's great to have you on the show. Um, the Your background, um, is you've got a, a long history in the equine um, industry, so let's start. You were a very, very successful jockey.
3: I did okay, yes.
1: Well, I think he's under <laughs> underplaying it there. Um, do you know? you? is that
3: one of those stats you can rattle off? What the oh, career I record can six sixty eight winners, uh, forty of those black type. That's, that's nice. Wow. Is that? Yeah, I,
0: yeah, that's 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 pretty impressive. And, and and in an era where you had you were riding against the likes of Ron Quinton, Malcolm Johnston, Neville Voigt, um, uh, yeah. John Duggan was around in those days who won Melbourne Cups. Um, Shane Dye, was he still? He was there he when he was you there, were... Yeah. yeah, so so you've ridden against, you know, Jim Cassidy, the pumper. Yeah. You, you've ridden against the best of the best and to annex 668 winners in such a competitive time. And I might also point out there definitely would not have been the proliferation of racing that we now have. You were pretty much riding in Sydney on a Wednesday and a Saturday and... and the, uh, the the provincial on a Thursday That's that was correct. pretty much it
3: yes yes yeah. yeah definitely that was the way when it started by the time I'd finished my career it was racing wall to wall seven days a week mm. but uh, for the majority of it it was three days yeah a week. Well,
1: we've got we've got the racing we've got Sky racing on all around our office all the time there's a TV in my office the number of times Morris will pop down and he'll always have ridden on that track. i mean you got around didn't you
3: like you the latter part of my career yes yeah i did yeah
1: um so all right so when that when that you know the time in the saddle ends you've then veered your path into really giving back to the equine industry in various capacities so you know a lot of time spent in the gallops and we've ended up you know we're very lucky to have your services with what we're doing but from an education perspective, you know, you initiated some really significant programs outside of the equine industry too, haven't you?
3: Yeah, I've been very fortunate um, when my career was over and it was over as a result of a race fall. Um, in 92, the fall was, and I was able to get another three years out of riding, um, managing my injury, uh, and had to retire in 95. At the time of my retirement, the Australian Jockey Club were looking to formalise training, uh, and as a part of that process, I... Uh, I Got involved with the University of Melbourne and we developed the racing industry training package, which started off as jockeys uh, and it's now evolved uh, and it covers all codes of racing and all careers within the racing industries.
1: Yeah, so it's got a legacy piece there. Um, Hope it doesn't, hope that. There's a golden slipper that, Morris, we often try
0: and pick. You up had to go there. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: <Right>? <laughs> nearly, won the, nearly won the golden slipper.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a story and probably one best left for you to tell, I think, Morris. Yeah, uh, well, it
3: was one of those things. I'd, I'd ridden uh, Sadapa successfully on five occasions, got beat, beaten on him uh, in a photo on the sixth occasion, uh, and the owners uh, decided that they'd replace me with Ron Quinton. Now, for a 20-year-old apprentice jockey at the time... Uh, that's not a bad compliment. He was the the jockey that had won eight uh, Sydney premierships, so I wasn't replaced by anybody. I was replaced by the best. Yeah. Although I would have still appreciated riding him in yes. the slipper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It would have been a bit of pill to swallow, yeah, really. Yeah. I mean, it's that's racing. That's it happens. Racing, it? it happens now. It happened back then, but but at the time, uh, as you said, you were twenty years of age. You're riding, arguably, well, he proved to be through that um, his two year old year, the best. Um, it must have been tough. How, how, did you, how did you process that? Because it's something maybe the young ones listening to yeah. the podcast might be able to process. How did you process it?
3: Well, for me, um, I was going very good at the time. I was riding, I'd go to the races at in the metropolitan area to ride either two or three winners. So I was on, on the crest of a high. Um, the owners just wanted to go for somebody more experienced. And I'll always recall one of the Sydney journalists come up to me after losing the ride and said, that's a tragedy you losing the ride. Well, it wasn't a tragedy. I lost my father when I was 14 years old. Yeah. So losing the ride on a horse, uh, I think, sadly, uh, that helped me put it into perspective. It yep. was losing a, a ride on a horse. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I didn't bring that up without sort of trying to steer you down a path. Those key learnings, Morris, in your current role and what you've done before we, we got your services at, at Harness Racing New South Wales – how have you applied some of those setbacks and those, you know, in a race fall and the, the journey that you've had to do to overcome the, the obstacles that come with being part of the industry? How have you managed to use them, you think, through now in your role with being a, being a confidant, being a, a, an advisor, being someone who puts in place pathways for, for the, the participants in
3: our industry? I think it's um, very important that we have support uh, when we're going through life, um, particularly in the, in the racing industry. And I know myself, um, if I'd have had somebody that would have grabbed me by the hand in 1992 and said, Morris, your career's over, why don't you come and do a course in education or training and, and uh, assessment or something, um, it would have helped me a lot. Rather, I, I had to struggle for another three years uh, and I was able to find some very good people to guide me in 95, but it would have been great if they were there as a result of that fall back in 92. So as a result of that, when I was in Thoroughbreds, I established or was part of establishing Racing Mates, uh, which is a welfare program, the, exactly the same as what we've replicated in Harness Racing, which is Mates for Harness. And those programs are there to support everybody, not just drivers. Yeah. So your title is Education and Welfare Manager.
1: So there's two. there are definitely mm. two... Part strings to that, it, yeah. two definitive pillars. Um, some key things that we've that we've delivered on over the last couple of years, while I've got to know you and in the work that you do, um, floods have obviously been a been a you know a, a real scourge on on the industry over the last couple of years. That's really been a, a key um, deliverable for you in helping out
3: people right across the state, hasn't it? it? It has, and it's always good when you've got the support of the board and the CEO and. Everybody in the office. So uh, it can't be done one out. There's a whole team uh, that put it together and, and support the participants. Uh, and it is one of the great examples uh, of what we've been able to achieve.
1: So that that revolved around, you know, relocating horses. It was the mindset of people going, oh, I've just lost everything, mm. you know, and, and how do we recover from that? It was putting being really quick. And, and that's the thing. we've You've had to work quick, haven't you? And, and sort of there's no time for these you know, long timelines around fixing up stables or getting a horse relocated it has to has to happen fast that's correct yes yeah so yeah. what so what it so through the the learnings of the Hawkesbury floods and obviously the ones that in the western region um, is there some some things that you're super proud of that oh. you were managed to to I, help people out with?
3: Yeah, I think just helping them, being there for them and, and being able to guide them through the Mates for Harness program. Uh, if they're having a tough time and they need somebody to talk to, we've got the racing chaplains, Colin Watts. Uh, we've got our sports psychologist um, that's there, Oliver Brett. So we've got, uh, we've got those. And we've got to have our ambassadors too. So they might want to go to a, um, a psychologist. That They might just want somebody to have a quick chat to. Uh, So we've got uh, those in place as well.
1: Mates for Harness has been a really good initiative, hasn't it, guys?
2: Yeah, it's been a fantastic initiative, and I know Freddie often talks about his favourite photo out there on the track is David Morris and Steph Morris holding hands, and they're in the Mates for Harness colours and. Um, It's just fantastic that you have someone that you're able to go and speak to. For any participant that might be going through a hard time, it's confidential and they've got that person there.
3: They have, most definitely.
0: And I think it was a crucial, the timing was crucial because, you know, we went through COVID. Yeah. We went through that time of isolation and, and anxiety and the unknown. And uh, it, yeah, people were wondering, were they ever going to make a living again from, from this? Because we just didn't know. In 2020, in April of 2020, it was all doom and gloom, and we had no real idea. Yes. So it was crucial that there were avenues yes. for people to, to turn to. Uh, and that was, I think, one of the real successes uh, through that period of, in our history that, that Mates for Harness was mm-hmm. there. I think... Um, uh,
1: Having been a colleague of Morris's for nearly two and a half years, I, I point out a couple of things that I think the industry should really hear. Mm-hmm. Um, this man is an absolute of the highest order integrity. Mm. Um, so people are are approaching someone who's amazing at his job, but will have the best interests of that the whoever's approaching Morris at, mm. in mind. He's a vault. You tell him something that's not getting out. You know, he, he'll, he'll retain that in the, in the strictest confidence, which people should expect, but it's a guarantee. I, I, I can give you that. Um, he's just there to help. And he's the most kindest, mild manner, you know, with a great sense of humour. So all those things make Morris the perfect person to be the custodian of this Mates for Harness program.
3: And I'm a St George supporter,
0: so I've well, i Well, so, oh, you were going so well. You ticked <laughs> all the boxes but, but George, and then...
1: But Morris, <laughs> had, I, I guess, um, and again, I... I, I, I so you're you're vault you're not going to give up intimate details of this. But are you getting approached more than people realise?
3: Well, one of the things when we um, launched the Mates for Harness program, Fred's Ride, right, it was uh, when the outbreak of COVID, we were working on the, the program well before COVID broke out, um, but it gave us the opportunity when something like that happened, um, we sat the education component aside for momentarily and we launched the, the welfare part of it. Uh, we we do get approached, uh, and so do our ambassadors. They get approached, uh, but sometimes it's self referral. So somebody yeah. will ring up, and, and more often than not, it'll be a mate of theirs that rings up and say, "Look, I saw um, Joey down the road the other day. He's not doing good. Can you reach out to him?" And we take that initiative and we reach out. Yeah,
1: what a wonderful That's awesome. resource that is. Yeah. You know, you'd hate to think that someone's you know whether it's financially or or just in, in mind space, or the pressure that goes with having to you know, maintain horses. I mean, we, we see it day in, day out, the, the, the time. Even just trying to get a guest on this show some weeks, it's sort of like, no, no, I just don't know. That's when I'm getting a horse ready. Mm. Or how about Wednesday? Well, no, because that's when I've got this to do with the stallions. Or whatever. It's just non-stop. There's no time, and, and I, that must take its toll on people at times.
0: It has to. absolutely and I guess the other thing I'd be interested to know with with the amount of social media that's out there yeah. and let's let's be honest um, I, I know I certainly have been uh, subject to some uh, vitriolic attacks on on platforms of social media for a variety of reasons um, others standing at the table may well have as well obviously I've seen tweets for example about drivers yes does that affect them, and do they then do, do they then have the avenues to turn to through mates for harness?
3: Most definitely, they've got the avenues to turn to, and, and we can support them through that. Do you process. see that
0: happening, Morris? Like, is that, has that been a, a thing where drivers have said, "Oh, look, you know, Wally Wobbalong's just absolutely baked me for a drive. You know, I, I don't you
3: know. I think I should give it away." Do, do people turn to you with those dilemmas? Yeah, more often than not, it happens in our classroom. So we have classroom right. sessions once a quarter now. Um, and the the subject will come up, and we'll talk about it and uh, discuss what what they should do. Um, it seems easy, but you ignore it. Uh, it's not always easy no. to ignore.
0: We're human beings, and yeah. we all have feelings. So yeah. you know, uh, for, oh, yeah. As I said, I've copped it. I, I wear it. You know, when you when you sort of work in a public arena, you, you're sort of subject to it. But 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 some of the attacks. I've, I've read about drivers for example. you, you just go what how can yeah. people say this what they I'm lost per- their dollar 50 each way on and, yeah. and they want to have a, a go at someone's integrity or their, their their life. Sometimes they get personal and that's yes. I guess where it makes it hard for th- especially the young ones yes. yes well they go hunting too. they go looking actively look someone up on their
1: personal platforms. Yeah. To send Go them a message. The process. Ugh, yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Be you kind to your that.
2: drivers. Be yeah. kind anyway. to your drivers.
1: So, Morris, that's that's a, a reflection on the welfare piece. From an education perspective, um, you know, I know recently, we, you know, you were getting around the state with, you know, Annie and Martin Westercott and our, our veterinarian team and our integrity team and had young up-and-comers through the industry and showing them things like basic equine welfare, um, you know, and, and, you know, hoof conditioning and stuff like that. You know, that, that's all... That all sits with you too, doesn't it?
3: It does. We look at uh, our education piece and we look at providing information to our participants to look after the animal welfare, uh, the participant welfare, and to better educate them, particularly around the rules of racing, how to conduct themselves in a steward's inquiry, those sorts of things. Our next session here at Manangle is actually in August uh, and we'll be doing mock inquiries. So we'll have a steward come along and they'll get to present or, or represent themselves in an inquiry, so that when the day comes and they find themselves in the stewards' room, uh, they they know a little bit about how the process works, That's, or a lot what about a great, great idea. Don't oh, be so yeah, absolutely.
1: Because I've often, you know, like they're, they're great blokes, the are You know, their colleagues, they're great blokes. But however, they've got a job to do, and when oh, yeah. they're when they're going to pour you know question marks and a spotlight and a magnifying glass and your performance on track that must be daunting for the for the newbies and occasionally we've had cameras in the room or a bit of an eyeball on the room and i've looked at it and thought gee like some of our 20 year olds and that carry themselves so well or if only they could speak up a bit or you know just the little one percenters which yes. i think you can you can fine tune
3: them yeah we definitely in that environment where there's um, no pressure uh, it's a lot easier to manage that. But when you get into the steward's room, mm. uh, it's there's a lot of pressure. So they get used to it uh, to a degree um, and then they've got an understanding of what the process is yeah. and that's it, important. The process is important. They should
0: also know that they're not alone because if need be, the juniors especially can uh, call upon an advocate. That's correct. Uh, so, yes. so they, they, But this is a good grounding for them to at least see what goes on inside the yeah. room and, and how it's approached. I think it's a, that's a terrific... Uh, yeah. So that's August, yeah?
3: That, that's correct. Another part of our training program now is uh, um, that they have a logbook uh, so they're required to attend the races on three separate occasions and go into various areas of the industry so they'll be in the stewards room they'll see how that works before long before they even uh, score up in their first race so they'll have an understanding of that uh, and they may even go up into the judges box and see that side of the industry just to give them a really grounded, View of what uh, the harness industry is about oh, and the rules of racing. Yeah,
1: that's brilliant. You know that, that upskilling and that and that also there's that nod to history as well and knowing knowing who came before you and yeah. and what the you know what the progression of our sport looks like and that I think that's really important. Uh, finally, mate, uh, we we talked a lot in the early parts of the show around cognitive testing and you know and the requirements yes. that that the industry's you know made sure that we've put those parameters in place to to look after the welfare of people uh, on track. You had to get around the state and sit individually one-on-one with pretty much everyone renewing their licence. It's yeah, a big job.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was over 500 participants that we had to test um, uh, moving forward. The way that it'll work for the next licensing season uh, is that they'll be sent a link and they're able to do it in the comfort of their own home. The only other time that we'll get them in in person uh, will be uh, following a concussion or a head knock um, and it's working quite well at yeah. the moment. We picked up a a driver uh, who had a, a serious head injury, or when I say injury, concussion, um, and she was three months before she, her cognitive function had returned to normal. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So w- what would have happened previously? Um, she'd have gone to the doctor, may have been cleared. Yep. She'd gone out. If she'd have had a h- another head knock uh, before her brain had recovered, she's greatly at risk of a permanent brain injury or wow. death, and we don't want that. No.
1: I'll tell you, the other thing Morris has been, has been at the forefront of is the maternity um program and the packaging and the opportunities that New South Wales has been ahead of the game more than any other state around what, what's provided to women who, you know, want to still participate in our industry, but still but go on ahead and have families and that. And I think that has been a great progressive step for yeah. industry too. I mean, that, 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 that must be one you're super proud of.
3: I'm super proud of that um, when we compare it to what's out there uh, in other states. Um, definitely our package is very fair. Uh, there's no limitations on it. If you're licensed in New South Wales, you're a New South Wales female driver. You're eligible. Whether you have one drive a year or a thousand drives wow, a year, you're eligible. Awesome. Yeah. You now, and that
1: shows that you, you can. You don't have to give up the opportunity to have a family in order to prioritise. a, you know, you can you can do both and still be hugely successful. So, mate, you're doing great things. Um, you know, really proud to call you a colleague. But you know, I think the industry should be should be super proud of the work that you're doing. No, thank you. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. I, think there's, I think there's a lot of stuff that Morris is doing and, and Harness Race in New South Wales is doing that people just kind of either A, take for granted or B, don't know enough about this.
2: Yeah, that's right. I know another one that we didn't touch on there, but I saw Morris in action out here at the MacArthur Careers Expo and I know that's just one of the expos that he's travelled to across the state of New South Wales and it really provides him with that opportunity to talk to possible people that can work in the industry in the future, whether they be track curators, racing administrators, the possibilities are endless, aren't they?
3: They are, you're right. Um, We're there tomorrow. The careers market's here again tomorrow, so we'll be back out here looking for the next generation to come through, the next next, uh, track maintenance person, driver, you name it. Um, we, We have a look around New South Wales, and we see a, an ageing workforce, particularly in that um, track maintenance area. What'd you look at me for? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't talking about you're not track maintenance. No, no thank goodness. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's uh, too so much we, hard work. <laughs> so, so, we need to be creating, yeah. we need to be recruiting yep. yeah. and creating pathways for them to enter the industry. Yeah, uh, and that's what we're about.
0: Yeah, I, I concur what you say there, Paul. I think a lot of what Morris does flies under the radar because he's not. He's so you know unassuming. He goes yep. about. He knows what what tasks need to be done and what's for the best interest of the industry. He gets them done, and you go, "Oh, the maternity pack, Oh, or, or yep. mates for. Yep. Oh, it, it's just that he just gets about and does his yep. business. And, I think and we've only just scratched a, off to a, him. we've well, yeah. we
1: only just scratched the surface on the stuff that, that Morris is doing and what what that your office and yeah. all those all those folders that you got <laughs> stacked up there. <laughs> um, you know, there's some great stuff happening. Um, I tell you what, on the careers market, can't say too much, but that's going next level. Watch this space; some good stuff yeah, coming there. Cool, excellent. Um, hey, eight races this afternoon, Freddie. Yeah, eight Maybe.
0: races. A couple of good trotters races. A uh, few interesting trotters. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing a busy go around. It's in the first uh, former Kiwi Trotter, but good, good card. I mean, we get cash and flow. We see cash and flow now. If he wins today, he equals he equals Tough Monarch. Uh, as the most winningest horse here at Maningle, yeah, so b- of- and then you have got Don Boston, a last start Bathurst winner. He's racing uh, next Saturday. If he wins, he joins that pair. Yeah. If Cash and Flow wins, at the moment, Tough Monarch with twenty seven wins is the most winningest horse here. But Cash and Flow could join him today. Yeah, fantastic! That's something to look out for. Uh, should be
1: you'll be you'll be ready to capture that moment on your award winning social media platform, <laughs>
2: just <Jess. laughs> Definitely.
1: Wagga's tonight. We've got Bathurst on Wednesday, Penrith Thursday, Uh, Wagga Dubbo and Newcastle on Friday. Bankstown's on on Monday, Jess. I know you love that one. Carnival of Cups. Yeah, the time.
2: Time-Wanted MH Trill Memorial, $50,000 and also the $14,000 Trotters Cup and plenty of activities on for the family. Can, can I get s- my face painted? Of course yeah, you can. Sweet. Heaven on high, Whatever. straight across sweet. the forehead. <laughs> <Might laughs> I'd walk
1: away with a balloon if <laughs> you're Oh, lucky me. Um, Canberra's on Monday and, of course, Monangle's on Saturday night. So back to Metro Racing. Should be a good night out here, Jess.
2: Yeah, will be a great night. I think last week... Last Saturday night, we just I know we spoke about it earlier in the show, but there was such a buzz around this stables, of course. There was the Waratah Series final yep. and those two New South Wales bred finals as well. We and saw a lot Watts. of regional participants yeah. in the barn Amen. and there was just a lot of people here. It was fantastic. And the
1: Trotters really come into play this Saturday night. We all start started to steer towards July 1, Trotts New South Wales, big group one night.
2: Yeah, it's always a fantastic night. Great to see the Square Gators get their opportunity to strut their stuff out here on the big stage.
1: Absolutely. All right, Black Bookers, how are we going, Jess? Uh,
2: i to my, I don't think my one from last week has raced yet, so I'm technically counting than that last as a week. <laughs> We can say that it's a win. <laughs> but no, <Collect>. my, <laughs> my Black Book will run fourth to Delightful Angel on Saturday night. Total diva for Mira's Hanson and Jim Douglas. She ran her last half in 54, and I thought she hit the line strongly, and so I'll be interested to see where she lines up next. Fantastic.
0: I'm going funky monkey. I, I just think the last few runs they had a lot of issues with her. She was injured. they they taken their time with her. They've brought her back and she's slowly but surely, um, she's trotting at the moment faultlessly uh, and she's just, you know, just getting better with each run. I think She's capable of over the mile on Saturday on Saturday night of running a big race. Funky Monkey. Let's hope that faultless trotting continues because we've seen Funky Monkey play up a couple of yeah, times, yeah, yeah, particularly
1: I, in the in the. In I the think Dominion. injury
0: played its part there too, Paul. And perhaps? I spent a bit
1: of time with the ownership group in yeah, the lead up Johnny to the Green Dominion. And and, yeah, and yeah. uh You know, I loved the the passion and yeah. the, how they got around it all turned up in the colours and everything. I was in the masks. Uh, that, that the the monkey masks
0: yeah. was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it was, it
1: was heartbreaking <laughs> to see Funky Monkey kind of. Just go a little bit off stride there through that inner dominion campaign. Mm. So um, yeah, good luck. A hey, uh, little bit of housekeeping. Um, so strategic plan is out there for people to to provide input into the harness racing New South Wales strategic plan. Details are on our website now. Um, people have been sent emails and, and and correspondence inviting people for input. So as Morris and I know, sitting in headquarters, the boss is very keen for for input into that, and it's super important, isn't it?
3: It is very important.
1: Yeah, I mean, if people, it's easy for people to sit back and, in, you know, down their track, have some criticism or whatever, well, now's your opportunity to have some input into it. So take advantage of that um, because the invitation is certainly there and it's encouraged. So uh, details of that are on the Harness Racing New South Wales website. Guys, a really, really sort of, heartbreaking story we we got approached on and Morris got the direct approach was around uh, a young girl from the Leeton Mini Trotting Club uh, Lila Truan. so she got taken to Sydney Children's Hospital a GoFundMe page has been set up asking for people to help out so she's eight years old she she had a headache and then suddenly collapsed it's just horrible story Um, we wish the family um, all the best and she so she got airlifted to Sydney Children's Hospital she's currently being treated she said the scans, the blood tests, as we know, like that's that's money. Yep, yep, you know, it's big money that the family's up for. To, and we wish her the best. We really hope this all goes well. But there is a GoFundMe page set up, so we've put those links up on the social media platforms um, for Harness Racing New South Wales. I know that the industry has already been very generous and got around that, but let's keep it going because. Jeez, we hate seeing this. One of our own, particularly a young girl, you know, so young, like Morris has got the paperwork in front of him, she's a beautiful young girl and, um, yeah, just heartbreaking, you know, heartbreaking that, that a family would have to go through that.
3: I spoke to um, her mother yesterday, Amanda, um, she's already had three operations and they expect wow. she'll go back in for a fourth today um, if they can't relieve the pressure around her brain, so um, uh, yeah. things are looking better, more yep. positive, um, but there's a Bit of a journey for her. Yeah,
1: so have a look out. Um, that GoFundMe page exists. As I said, that that link is on the social media platforms for Harness Racing New South Wales. I know it's been shared around a few times, so um, we'll give that another push as well through our platforms. Um, if you can, you know, find it, find the, even the equivalent of a cup of coffee, you know, well, over the next couple of days, just to help the family out, because that's that's big money, and we hate to see one of our own doing it tough. So. Um, wish all the best Lila and family uh guys yeah good show fascinating to talk to talk to Morris great to have um have um you know Mr Primer on the line and be able to you know tap into that conference there in Hawaii <laughs> and hear about the great performance and no dramas on the weekend
2: yeah definitely I think she might have provided him with some spending money before he headed <laughs> off to it's Hawaii good, but good win. very nice win
1: yeah no Troy seemed very happy over there and um would have been it. Would have been a fun flight for him, I reckon? Coming off the biggest win of his career, and he jumped straight in a plane. And
2: I think he'd have to have watched the replay a few times, surely. <laughs> might
1: have might have funneled it through the corner yeah. in house yeah. on the back yeah. of the seat or something <laughs> like that. You think? Um, yeah, maybe that's the future of harness racing. Get it on the get it on the on in-flight the planes, entertainment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Morris, thanks for your time.
3: Thanks you're for, welcome. Thanks for having me.
1: Thanks for getting out there and tell us a bit about what what you're doing and um, you know that please if you. are anything in that education, welfare space, don't be shy. You know, Morris is always, he's, his number's all over the internet for the right reasons, and um, you know, he's
0: easy to find. Make sure you take advantage of that. Um, Freddie, good calling this afternoon. Yeah, looking forward to the meeting today, and uh, Penrith have got a big meeting. they got one of those Breeders Bonanzas on for the ladyship this week, 1,500 bonuses, so um, they're doing good things in conjunction with Penrith, so that's on again this Thursday. Good luck to those in that race, and as Jess said, big meeting here on Saturday. Fantasy Harness Racing's oh. down to four weeks to go as well. Yeah, I and sort of went from about 62nd to 71st or something, so I had a bit what. of a poor week. It's, it's going to be, a, a,
1: it's gonna be a, a, um, a tough week, I think. For You know, you've got uh, Jack Callaghan's out, Jack Trainers' out, Jackson Painting's Jack Painting. out, Taylor Osmond's out. These are really <laughs> popular. Astralosa. Astralosa. Yeah. There's another one, yeah. These are, um, Really popular selections in teams this is going to be a shake up round, I think jess
2: well i'm sitting seven hundred and thirty one so i don 't think i'll be shaking up too much
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> you know like our, our um, we've seen people that low down have great weeks though and come in and but you can and
0: still win the the thing yeah, is even if you 're that far down, you can still win the week yeah. can't you and, and there's a prize there for winning the week, so if you're still playing and you 're not in the top you know ten or the top twenty. Keep trying. Keep putting your teams in, and you never know. You just might have a lucky week. It's so a big Will, week.
1: Will Norman's leading it. He's 74 points in mm-hmm. front. So if you work that out, it's seven and a half winners, Yep, basically. So seven winners in a, mm-hmm. you know, come second. Someone needs to do that over the next four rounds on top of what Will's doing to catch mm-hmm.
0: him. Is yes, this the week where you play wide and you start to look for those those fringe I'll t- I'll drivers you and snag a been.
1: couple of wins? We talked about it in the fantasy podcast yesterday. Where the big plays has been has been Josh Gallagher. So Robbie... Yeah. Robbie You know, Robbie hasn't been driving. Cam has had good weeks, but not the same weeks that Josh did. And Josh won the round last week, the week before, sorry, uh, in round 20. He he got 129 points. Second was 60. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a big gap, big gap. If you had him as your captain, that's where you make up the ground. So so that's 74 points, not out of the question if you can get that that captain right. So probably four or maybe four... Managers, coaches, players, whatever we want to call them, are probably the four that have got the car in their sights. It's going to be difficult outside of that top four. But, um, you know, with Eureka hospitality packages up for grabs as well, for finishing top ten, and, and our mate Charles Olivier are going to be here to press the flesh mm-hmm. on the night so as well. But, uh, there's a bit to keep play playing, for. keep chasing. Yeah. Hey, the Eureka, um, Eureka's... We, we're about to go into a meeting to talk a little bit more about that, Jess, but... It's going places. There's some good stuff. Slot holders continue to announce their horses so keep an eye on that because the hype continues to build and we're not that far. We're less than 100 days away now. So, the Eureka's going places.
2: That's right. And hospitality packages are also on sale via the Clubman Angle website. So visit clubmanangle.com.au for more yep. information.
1: Absolutely. Have a great week, Jess, Freddie. Thank you. You too. Morris, thanks for for coming out and joining us, everyone tuning in. Thanks for your time on the Sprint Lane podcast this morning if you're watching on the live stream. uh, Great to have your company. If you're uh, listening to us, planes, trains, automobiles, wherever you are, thank you for your time. If you can give us a like, follow, share, kind review, that would be appreciated. We love bringing you this show and we can't wait to do it again next week. Until then, bye-bye.